Boker Tov. We are in chapter 13 of Melachim Aleph. I don't even remember. Oh, okay. So we're, we're at this very, very... Oh, shall we? Morning. So we're at this very, very interesting story. Sorry, I've been, I've been away. I've been away. But we're at this fascinating story about this Navi called Idohan Navi. Okay? Uh, it's actually, it doesn't say his name in the text, but the Radak and all of them say this is probably a Navi named Ido. We don't know for sure who this Navi is, but let's just call him Ido um, for the purpose of this class. And he goes to, first he goes to Yarovam, and Yarovam had just invented a new holiday and created a bunch of uh, uh, two golden calves for people to worship. And Yarovam basically was invested in making sure Am Yisrael remains split and separate from one another. Okay? And he, uh, right, and then, and then he goes and he tells them that on this Mizbeach that you're worshipping, you're bringing to whatever God that's not Hashem, your bones and your descendants' bones are going to be burned. He says, There's going to be King Yoshiao, who we know from David's line is going to come much later, and he's going to destroy this whole house of Yarovam. And he's going to slaughter the Kohanim of the Bamot that you're doing. And all of the bones of these Kohanim and the family of Yarovam, I'm adding, are going to be burnt upon it. Uh, here. And then, and then he said that the, that the Mizbeach is going to crack and the, the ashes of the Mizbeach is going to fall through the crack. And it did happen. And then Yarovam got upset at him and he said, get him. And then when he stretches out his hand to say, get the Navi, his hand becomes paralyzed. So then he starts begging the Navi. And then the Navi says, uh, um, and then he begs the Navi for the Navi to, to make his hand become unparalyzed. So the Navi does that. And then his hand becomes unparalyzed. And Yarovam says to the Navi, come eat at my table. Come, let's have a meal together. And the Navi says, no. Boreolam told me that I can't eat anything. I can't partake in anything. Why? Because I don't want to give legitimacy to any of your things. I'm not partaking in your food. And we said maybe it's like Yarovam's thing, like the Neviyeh Sheker, what was their main goal? A, a false prophet. Their main goal is to become buddy-buddy with the king. That's why, they, that's why the industry exists, is to gain power and to become close to the king. So maybe Yarovam, in offering him to come to his meal, is used to the behavior of the Neviyeh Sheker, in which you offer them to come for a meal to network a little bit. And they say, sure, of course we're going to come. That's why we're in this business. While this Navi, he does not accept Yarovam's offer. He doesn't partake in his meal because he's a true Navi. He's not looking to gain power. He's looking to do the will of God. And God told him not to partake in the meal. Now, it got very, very interesting when this Navi was leaving. Okay? He went back, this Navi, Ido we'll call him. And he didn't go on the way he went originally to Betel. And then all of a sudden... Which he wasn't supposed to. He, was he wasn't supposed he to. He was exactly. He was, command, he was commanded path. not to even go on the same path. Not even to give the path legitimacy. Right? So he was going on a, home on a different path. And then all of a sudden there's a Navi Sheker. That hears about him. And this Navi Sheker is a, is a wise guy. Okay? And his sons come to him and say, By the way, there's this Navi who did all these things. And he tells the sons, Go call the Navi. So, so no, no, you see, he, tell, he tells, so it's a Navi Sheker, and then he, and then he says, and then, and then the Navi Sheker, his sons come and tell him that this Navi was there, and he just told Yarovam this, this, and that, and then the Navi Sheker says, okay, I want to go meet him. So the guy gets on his donkey, and he goes, and he finds him sitting under a tree, okay, and he says, are you the man that came from Yehuda? And then he says, yes, I am, I am him. 
And then he says, come to my house and eat bread. And the guy says, no, I can't eat bread. And then the guy says, what do you mean? You say you can't eat bread because Hashem told you not to partake in any meal on the way. I got a nevoah saying that I should invite you to my house. An angel spoke to me. So he goes and he joins him and he eats bread. And they are sitting on the table. And there was the word of God came to the Navi that brought him back. Okay, so now we're going to hear after this Navi that originally went to Yarovam and told him this, that, that you're going to be, uh, the, all the Kwanim are going to be slaughtered, your bones are going to be burnt upon this altar. The Navi violated the will of God by eating with the Navi Sheker. And then all of a sudden, the Navi Sheker gets a true prophecy about this Navi. Why? Because this Navi, having just violated the will of God, lost his ability to get Nevoah. And he just tra- transferred into And him. Hashem wants to communicate something to him. So to make a point a that you're not a Nevoah, a Navi anymore, he gives a Nevoah to the false Navi. Okay? That's at least how I'm interpreting this. A very interesting story. But isn't there things in place, sorry, is there anything in place for a, a true Navi to see a Navi Sheker? Like, oh, I got a Navi also. It's like, did you, this happen to you? Like, you have like questions first. Well, whenever we learn the Rambam Yomi, whenever we start doing that, you'll see there, 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 it's, you could tell after the fact, but it's very hard to tell before. Even in the Rambam, he says, if a Navi comes and he says he's a Navi and then he's known as a good guy and he does the, he does like a sign or he tells the future or something, you're obligated to believe him. And if he turns out to be a false prophet after the fact, it's, it's not, you're not at fault because he did what, you know, there are many, many times where a Navi would do the things that would earn him the, the validation of being a Navi and he's a false prophet and it's impossible to know. I mean, even the Rambam, if you look in the Halachot, you, you could see that it's not very easy to tell when someone's a true or a false prophet. Okay? Right, okay. So, um, so let's continue in the Psukim and we'll see the Nevo'ah that came to this other Navi regarding the true Navi. Okay. And he calls out to the man of God that came from Yehuda and he says, Because you did you violated the will of God or you rebelled against the will of God, the the and you did not keep the mitzvah that he commanded you. And you returned and you ate bread and you drank water. And you ate bread and you drank water in the place where he said, Do not eat bread and don't drink water there. Your corpse will not make it to the burial place of your forefathers. Meaning, you're going to die young and you're going to die in a location in which your your burial cannot take place in an ordered, orderly way in which you get buried in the proper location. And it was after this Navi ate bread and after he drank at this Navi Sheker's house. He uh, saddled his donkey. He saddled his donkey for him. The false prophet saddled his own donkey for the Navi that he returned, mm. that he had brought back. The, the false prophet saddled his donkey for the Navi that was the true Navi of Hashem. And then this Navi, this, this good Navi goes and in, a lion finds him and kills him. And his corpse was just sitting on the path. And the donkey is standing there like innocently, next to his body. And the lion is standing also next to the corpse. 
Now, what's interesting about the situation? There's a lion standing behind. The, the lion is just standing there next to the corpse. And the donkey is standing there on the other side of the corpse. The lion didn't kill the donkey. Yeah. And the lion didn't eat any of the corpse either. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay? Puzzle cook cafe. It's also, by it being there, you can't, someone can't go and bury it. I, 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 mean, I, I mean, we'll see. We'll there's see. a lion there. No, there's a lion there. No, because exactly. he said that he can't, you won't be able to be buried. Yeah. No, he, he won't, no, that meant something else. He said you won't be buried in your forefather's grave. Meaning, oh. you won't die on a sick bed where people are prepared uh. and then they can take you after your death and, and bury you in your proper plot. Right. You're going to die somewhere random where people are going to find you and eventually they're just going to bury you there. Mm-hmm. You can make mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's what that, that um, nevoah was. Okay? So, and people were passing by, and they see the corpse of the guy is on the way. And the lion is just standing there next to the corpse. And people came and he started chattering about what they're seeing. He saw outside in the city that the Navi Sheker uh, or the Navi Hazaken is there. Uh, the difference, it calls him a Navi, right? But it's not a, a true Navi because the True Navi, it called him a, a Isha Elohim, a man of God. That's how we, we knew that that Navi was true. This Navi just says Navi, which could mean anything. Okay? So the Navi who had brought him to his house, the false one, hears about this. And says, oh, that's the man of God who violated the word of God. So God gave him to a lion, he broke him and he killed him, just like God said that you're not going to make it to your forefather's grave. So then the Navi Sheikh is like, wow, this Nebuah came true. <laughs> Maybe because he's not used to it. So he says to his sons again, get my donkey ready. And they went and they got his donkey ready. This guy's a lot of donkeys, obviously. Uh, uh, apparently, it rich. wasn't it the it's same? Rich. Wasn't the he must same be rich because right? he's a navi yeah. It's like a modern day, you know, bureaucrat. Okay, serious. More like a, you know, more like he's like a rich priest, but okay. <laughs> oh, whatever. It's either either way. <laughs> okay. By the bed of an said the god is donkey ready. And they go and they find this navi sheker, this true navi's corpse. On the way, and the donkey and the, the thing and the and the and the lion are just standing there. The lion didn't eat the corpse and it didn't kill the donkey. This is all miraculous, apparently. So the man, the false prophet, took the corpse of the Isha Elohim and he brought him onto the donkey and he brought him back. And he brought this Isha Elohim to the city of the Navi Sheker to mourn, to eulogize him, and then to bury him. So give him like a proper respectful burying. How did he get his corpse while the lion was standing there? I have no idea. I really don't. I, I don't know. Uh, it almost seems like the lion was like... Seems like the lion at that point... Like Angel it seems like they realized that the lion was not in a fighting mood yeah. at that point and it was safe to just go and grab the corpse. Because it's very odd for a lion to okay. kill someone and stand there. Yeah. And they put the corpse in its burial and he eulogized him. He says, oh, my, my brother. <laughs> it's a really funny story. 
Pasuk Lamed Aleph. Vayi acharei kovro oto after he buried him. Vayom el banav lemor bemoti ukvartemoti bakever asher ishaluim kavurbo. So when I die, I want to be buried in the same burial as this Isha Elohim. Please put my bones next to his bones. Because I know that his Nebuah, that all of the Kohanim and the false prophets and this and that are going to be slaughtered and their bones are going to be burnt on the Mizbeach. I know it's going to be true what this man prophesied. That he said in Betel, and what he prophesied about all of the Bamot areas that were in the cities of the Shomeron. So I know it's going to be true. Now, what is this guy thinking? What is this false prophet thinking? We'll finish with this. He's going to die because he was a Navi Sheker. At least he knows. So he knows that he's going to be a Navi Sheker, that he's a Navi Sheker, and they're going to try to burn his bones on the Mizbeach in the times of Yoshiau, what that the, the, the prophecy was, was for. And he thinks that he's going to, that if he can get into the burial plot of this good Navi, that, and, and this Navi, his burial plot is known as the burial plot of Anisha Elohim, then he'll get spared, and they won't take out his bones in order to burn them on the Mizbeach. And you, if you look later in, the, in Milachim Bet, when Yoshiao comes to the thing and he starts killing all these uh, Navi Sheker, they're actually going to stumble across this burial of the Isha Elohim, and they're going to leave it. Oh, so it's actually it actually works. <laughs> he actually gets buried there. Also? Yeah, he ends oh up getting my buried God, there. What a legend! Here, I, I'll see if it's in the radar. Okshi surafu atzmot akvurim atzmotav yimaletu ki hu isha elohim veatzmotai yimaletu imatzmot kvodo v'chen katuv melachim bet chapter twenty three verse yudchet vayimaletu atzmotav etatzmot hanavi asher ba mishomeron and they and and his bones were. Uh, were allowed, meaning they were they were not uh, taken. The this navi from Shomron, they were left. So it ended up working. But a very fascinating story. Amen. 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 Amen.